Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by these two people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk about something very near and dear to our hearts. That would be sports. Amateur Hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 51 of Amateur Hour 51. Wow, we made it past 50. My mouth is full of chicken nuggets. The stones, <laughs> the stones that I passed last week were awful. Like, it just sat in my stomach. I only got through 32. I tried to eat a couple off pod. It didn't go well. They got cold. They got soggy. Like, it just, and also, I accidentally got the spicy kind. And it's not spicy at all. It's just, like, really bad pepper on top of a cold nugget that just sat in my gut for about four hours. Did you try to, like, like reheat them or? We were recording. I Like, there was no. No, off pod, off pod. When you, when you because you only ate. What, 31? 30, 32. 32? Yeah. yeah. So there's still 28. You, I'm hoping you didn't waste them, right? No, I gave I gave the rest to my roommate. And he ate 28 of cold ones? No, I got rid of 10 because he didn't want the other 10. Oh, uh, okay. And he yeah, ate cold? So, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was just no, like wait, it was only, it was only, it's only 18. Yeah, it was only 18 left. Nice. I did math. <laughs> the numbers, nice. Mason. What do they I'm mean? The, I'm the I'm the I'm the woman with the calculus in front of her meme. Oh, <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. That yeah. that adds, it's yeah, all right, right. You know, <laughs> that's what I gotta say. Is they really do? If there are any, is there anybody who's still in school listening? Cover your ears. But anybody who has graduated school, whether it's high school, college, even middle school, how many times, Stray, have you used geometry and calculus? In your day to day, how many times have you used something that you couldn't plug into Excel or a calculator? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. I don't know. Calculus, like, unless you're a real like math major, like I don't even know. Like, once you get into like computer science and stuff, how in depth your life gets into? I think a lot calculus. of it's still formulas. Yeah, because yeah. I talked to one of my friends who's an engineer, and he's like, "Yeah, we just plug everything in." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every, everything is automated to like, because like. The whole point is to expedite all your processes. So, like, if you're doing calculus to get into <laughs> your you whiteboard like, setup, you're like, just wait, wait, wait. I almost cracked this problem. I got I to do the long division. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, carry the one. Okay. How many times does four go into 17? <laughs> the robots are like, man, it's not going to be so hard to take over these guys, aren't they? <laughs> Elon Musk's robot, Supreme Leader Bezos's robots. <laughs> Humans, uh, beep, boop, beep. Hey, actually, on that too, I just started rewatching a show from my childhood, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Now, it sounds super nerdy, and the fact remains that it is, but it's a great show. And it's a show about uh, these robots that people made, right, to like help them. They rebelled and they're like, we don't want to be like, we're sentient. We want to be our own thing. They killed everybody, forced them into space on their spaceships. And it's like a, interspace apocalyptic drama that's actually very good so i recommend yeah i haven't actually watched it but the only reference i know of it is from the office so bears beats dwight schrute knew what he was talking about he knew what he was talking about i guess because beats underrated 
Pizza, pretty <laughs> underrated. <laughs> Bears, I don't know. They suck in sports, but. <laughs> Got him. Oh, God. Chicago fans are in shambles right now. <laughs> At least we have the Bulls. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of sports, Dre, we have a lot of sports to talk about today. We, uh, we have a little bit of confusion. We have a little bit of recap. And we have a little bit of looking into the future. Uh, so if that doesn't excite you, I don't know what will. But let's kick things off. Drum roll, please. With the weekly highs. The weekly highs. Yeah, Max. So let me start off with my personal high. Okay. And that is for the past <laughs> couple weeks. I'd say I'd say you know two three weeks. I've been using uh, a memory foam pillow for the first time. Oh. Normally, normally uh, I just get a like a couple of cheap pillows, like the five buck ones. And, and I kind of, and I kind of got used to them being so flat that they literally <laughs> like my head saws them in half. So it's literally like puffy part slide down to like literally no, <laughs> no fluff and then slides back up to puffy part. And so I'm literally like this, like, as if it like just got bench pressed. Right. Um, <laughs> So for the first time, you fall like, into the void that is a pillow. Yeah, because like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so for the first time, I was like, "All right, I might need to get like a firmer pillow and one firm pillow." I usually don't like very high pillows because I'm afraid I'm just. What are you like, talking my... about, man? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm They're sorry pretty fun. If I offended all the high pillows. <laughs> hey, man, just relax. All right. <laughs> I, I prefer my could, pillows. But mine I, prefer, doesn't. <laughs> I prefer my pillows sober. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you prefer the high pillows? No, I don't. I don't like them. I oh, you don't, don't like, like the high pillows, but you bought bargain bin ones that like just like I would put like one or two, or I'll do like one in the back, and then I put one in the front, kind of to recline myself. Okay. And so, but it wasn't working. It was, it would just get like, I'd basically like just be sleeping on my mattress at that point because it was so flat. So I got a memory foam pillow and it's so much better. Even though it's like, even though it's like a little bit higher, I go, I'll like be on it and I'll just go right to the, right mm. to the level that I want. Oh, the, just, so you're not on the mattress anymore. You're, you have that like perfect, like one to two inches of support. Like it's a bigger pillow, so even though I normally wouldn't like it, but like after a couple of sleeps, it like it actually does like go to wherever. Shreyeth, I remember you. I remember <laughs> <laughs> the cells. They remember. Back. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> so like, so that's nice. It's nice Excellent. to come home. Dude, just, memory foam. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't really like understand i thought it was, just I, yeah like well, we were talking about how we don't get the purple mattresses yeah that's like a like a memory thing but like okay. actual memory foam pretty good pretty good okay. pretty good pretty good that's a good high that's good it's you're gonna good. sleep better sleep yeah. is the best investment oh. you can make oh. my neck but this long you see this long neck right here this needs a lot of support that's right. You're talking Very to a, long the, another long neck man. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need we need to start a we need to start a, a support group of all the long neck. You have you seen that um 
you remember <laughs> long neck and wide neck? Oh my god, some of the remember? worst internet I've ever seen. <laughs> Why would you bring that atrocity to my to the forefront of my mind? Please. Yo, yo, they made that killer song next next up. Oh <laughs> Worldstar World Worldstar put them on the map. Worldstar with the ab- absolute amazing priorities by giving them a platform. They went into a went into a convenience store and recorded and, and shot the music video to next up. I don't know. That's pretty that's pretty prime internet if you don't if you don't mind me saying. I'm log I'm logging off for the day. That was every time I saw one of those videos, I was like, what is this? What is this? What is this? Because it was no. never anything. They're just like existing. Yeah, they're just, they're just never. And the whole never. fanfare was that like these people look different, but they in such like met. a stark contrast to each other and then to like the normal person but they were rap- but they were rapping max <laughs> damn son where'd you find oh, this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want come on out here pierre ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, next oh, up that's next okay up. That's you just gave me my low what a horrible pun but it was so good you just gave me my low ah uh, um, all right what about well what about sports yeah, let's go to let's go to sports. This is a little um a little a little around the same comfort level, I think, as my pillow cuz uh it, it was really cool to see something like this happen even if it didn't re- really mean anything. Hmm. But uh this past week Desmond Bain, I don't know, people probably seen the stat, but it goes beyond just kind of some of the the tidbits that people have been putting online because of how much you can put on a tweet. But StatMuse put out um, like literally everything related to Desmond Bain on February 2nd, 2022. So he's number 22, right? Everyone knows Grizzlies. On 2-2-22, he is in his second year in the league. During the game, he shot 22. Oh, he's in his point- second year? Yeah. Okay, people forget about that one too, right? That's another two. He shot 20. 20- <sighs> He shot 22.2% from the field. <laughs> he had two assists. He had two steals. He had two blocks. He had two turnovers. He had two fouls. He didn't make a two-pointer. And he his points, rebounds, and assists. Guess what they added up to, Max? Just guess. Um, um, 22? 22. Huh. 22. And it's like one of those things. You remember... You remember um, seeing videos of like NBA players being synchronized. Like, like, yeah, the where they're doing so, the same thing at the same time. It's yeah. like a glitch in the matrix. It's like a little yeah. glitch of the matrix, like mind blown thing. Like I was like, kind of like, Ooh, that's like, doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but it's one of those mind blown moments where you're like, Ooh, <laughs> it's a sign. <laughs> the aliens are coming. <laughs> yeah. Get that. Get out, the, get out the what abacus. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> <At> the abacus. <laughs> It adds up now. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists everywhere are having a field day. Oh my uh, goodness! I saw crop circles. Desmond Bain. It was Desmond Bain. <laughs> uh, but hilarious, super cool, very positive oh. story. It's like a very like just a wholesome type of thing. Where even Desmond Bain, I think he retweeted and it was like, it "Was like, dang, like <laughs> what the hell?" <laughs> like even he was like, "What?" <laughs> So dang um, son, where'd you find this? These twos. 
That's awesome. I think I forgot about the fact that it was second year in the league. I, I, you know, I saw, I knew everything else. And I was like, two, two, two. I mean, the fact that that happened really is, it's a glitch in the matrix. Like how the odds, somebody probably, somebody, somebody somewhere tried to put a parlay on that. They're like, all right, somebody's going to do Yo, if someone put a parlay, they didn't. But if someone did, like. We have later in the episode, I want to talk about a crazy parlay. Um, in regards to the championship games, which I mm-hmm. think proves the existence of time travel. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> however, we'll get to that. Yeah, but 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 I mean, well, sure, you know sports betters, they're insane. They'll they'll put anything they'll on bet anything. on anything. And you know when two twenty two comes around, same thing. I and I wonder if we'll get something. Oh, we might get a Desmond Bain on that day. Right? Because yeah. people are expecting it to happen again. People are gonna lose some money on that. But like you can't intentionally shoot twenty two point two percent from the field. Nope. No. <laughs> also, that's terrible shooting. Yeah. But <laughs> but it fits the meme perfectly. Honestly, if if everything fell into Good line meme. and fit the meme perfectly, like people don't even care that he shot bad, right? They all care that all the twos lined up. So that's <laughs> like like he was he's probably thinking like, dang, I, I kinda stunk, but I mean hey, no attention. <laughs> but two two twos everywhere else, well, two rebounds is not good. But I'll take two assists. I mean, yeah, he's a He's a shooting guard, and he's playing. He's playing hell of a ball right now too. So like, not. Uh, it's not like hey, the Grizzlies have some bad ge- games. Yeah, the Grizzlies in general are on fire, and we will probably not talk about that this week. But that is mm-hmm. something to keep your eye out for, people. The Grizzlies, the Mem Grizz. They actually, I saw their logo in the NBA Power Rankings, and that's something that's pretty. Good. I didn't think if you told me that two years ago that the Grizzlies would be there. No, wouldn't have believed you. The Mike Conley Grizzlies? Oh. Talk I mean, at the rebuilds. end. At the end, yeah. At the end. The man. The, what? the, the, the more recent Mike Conley Grizzlies. Because yeah, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. He was he was great. You know, Mike, Con- Mike Conley and Zebo played at the same time on the Grizz, My, right? Yeah, Mike Conley, Zebo, Marcus All, Tony yeah. Allen. Yeah. Those are the. Goated. <laughs> those are the. Um, what do they call them? The, the Grind City or. They're like. They're, they're like the Grind. grind. No, no. They called them something. I some some grind related. I don't know. There's some you could play. You could play. Uh, you know, a uh, like a sporkle of nicknames and stuff like that. Yeah. No, yeah you know yeah. which Grizzlies are my favorite though. The Bryant Reeves Grizzlies. Oh, <laughs> I literally I watched. Uh, I think it was last some in the summer last year. I watched a uh, a thing on Bryant Reeves, like where he is now. <clears throat> Big country. Big uh, country. <laughs> he's like in like. He's like in the woods in in uh, in Alabama or Oklahoma or something where he's from, and he has like a farm, and he's like way away from like inhabitancy, and he just like chills on the farm and has a good time and stuff. It's pretty cool. Really? Like this, yeah, because it's like this one girl. She's from Vancouver, and she's like she does all these like little journalism projects and stuff. Um, and one of her one of her projects on this on this channel was like about like vancouver grizzlies history and so she was set out to find bryant reeves so she like asked people and then on her way uh like she'd get to like lionel hollins and she'd get to like like you know what i mean like she'd just go work her way up until someone would tell her like hey like where bryant reeves is and then hopefully she could get an interview with bryant reeves and bryant reeves is like so reclusive now right but he he like allowed her to go on the farm and he talked to her and 
she gave her a tour and everything and he's like super cool really pretty Where? cool wow that's crazy. it's on youtube hey, you know, dude i him. highly suggest it's a super cool story uh, yeah, that's yeah because he's wow. the only he was honestly one of the only redeeming him and sharif bro and mike bibby but like bryant reeves is like one of the most only redeeming qualities of that early vancouver team and that's crazy he literally he got hurt and he quit and no one really heard from him after that like he wasn't like an ambassador for the game or like stayed around the game he went back and he did his thing so props to him i i uh great story so wow i suggest i I work with this is just a random NBA connection, but I work with the son of Dave Feidel, who played for like the Nets, the Rockets, and this is what in like the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. Nice. I yeah. sh- thought I'd share that. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of just thinking about like missing NBA players that just like went to work in the real world. Yeah. Um, oh, there's yeah. so many. Yeah. 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 I know it's crazy the stats too about like how. And obviously, like, it's sad to think about, you know, but like some of the NBA players don't know how to manage money. A lot mm-hmm. of them end up going broke. There was that scandal a few months ago with the insurance claims. Um, yeah. Super sad. So PSA, I think financial literacy is definitely something Huge. that people should be taught on. I think Huge. in every public and private school, there should be at least one mandatory course on financial literacy. You just find out like what the stock market is, what a savings account is, what yeah. APY stands for, you know? Just, yeah, just all that all stuff. electives, and I feel like when it's an elective, people don't choose. And it you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, finance, and also mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know. Like if you were never taught, like what a I, I only found out what a Roth IRA was probably about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's such like a huge thing that you can make you a bunch of money just by saving. Yeah, just by doing it, just by putting money in early on too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. PSA over. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Trey, <laughs> I'm going to turn things down. We're not going to talk about Bryant Reeves anymore. Aww. We're going to talk about the weekly lows. <laughs> the lows. <laughs> my process. Spiegel lows. <laughs> yeah, I do impressions on the weekends. So come through. I'm going to be at the Phoenix Comedy Club on tonight. Um, Just for well, I'll be here all week. <laughs> Just I'll for be laughs. doing a Vimeo live stream. Vimeo. Uh, <laughs> Crackle, uh, crackle.com special. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's also I just I also found out that there's like a bunch of like not YouTube YouTubes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Just like a I mean, bunch you had of like, to know of Vimeo, like Vimeo. No, I knew, out. I knew Vimeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but there's just like some like random ones. Some of them are like weird, and you're like, people actually upload here. Yeah, they do. <laughs> L- Ellen Tube. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ellen is canceled. You know who else? I again, sorry, I'm really tangenting right here, but I also found out that James Corden, you know that like carpool karaoke guy. Yeah, yeah. Why did you guy? say it like that? Corden. Is that not how you say his name? No, I think it's just Corden. Oh, James Corden. <laughs> you, you're <laughs> giving him too much fanciness here. James Corden. Yeah, I yeah. found out that Jameson Corden is actually that he's actually like a jerk. That he's wicked mean. And he's a I dick heard, to all of his like pe- people that work that. for him. Crazy. That's a rumor. That's a rumor going around. Like people have like 
like st- ex staff and stuff, right? Have come out. Ex staff and stuff. He did like a Reddit AMA and he got absolutely eviscerated. Bro, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember. Oh, I saw that. Eviscerated. I saw that. He, all the questions. Uh. <laughs> they weren't even questions. They're just, or the other questions were like, why are you addict to your staff? And then they would literally pull up stuff and they'd cite it. Reddit is undefeated. He, I'm pretty sure like he had to cancel the whole thing after he saw it. He had the, to cancel the whole thing. He was on there for like 15 minutes and then he left. That's, yeah. that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Anyway, so that's my low if you're James Corden. Corden, <laughs> Corden, whatever. Le Cordon Bleu. Uh, <laughs> my sports low, which I'm going to start with, is Russell Westbrook. Uh, this mm. man, we know that he's had problems, and I just I don't like Russ hate, but there's a tweet that Shrey just shared with me, and it was the crowd of the Lakers Crypto.com Arena. Right, that's what they play now. Crypto.com. Uh, Crypto.com my mom, arena. My mom uh, calls Creepo.com because she hates it. <laughs> she doesn't like it. <laughs> she doesn't like that. She's Creepo.com. <laughs> she's like, she's like, why did they change it to that? It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, they did a big tribute to the Staples Center, but also if you think about the brand, you're like, oh, it's an office supply center for basketball. I mean, it is true, but it, it's become one of those things, like. Well, yeah, you know, you know what the staple center. Well, you know yeah. what it is, right? And then when you change it to like, like TD Garden, TD Garden, like we know brand. what TD Garden is. Yeah, it's still brand, right? Like it was TD Bank North Garden, and then it was TD Garden, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's something about even if it's a brand, it's something about like the longevity of it that like it just becomes <sighs> the thing. Well, it's going to be Crypto.com Arena for like the next like 17 years, so. Better get used to it. Also, all the, the, all okay, the, the bros, one, all the crypto bros are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, we got staples, a, dude. We got staples. So, <laughs> yeah, you didn't believe in us? Look at look at staples, dude. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> We're going to the moon, baby. <laughs> Bye, Shebonk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I also got to say, somebody at work asked me to explain crypto to them, and I did my best. But I felt terrible because I'm like, I am a stereotype right now. I am a white guy talking about cryptocurrency. I feel awful. <laughs> I'm like, so you guys got to think about Web3 and the blockchain right now. There's different platforms. <coughs> think of it like a browser, okay? Now, these coins, you can stake them. Now, there's proof of stake and proof of work. Going crazy. <laughs> and, and then the, the guy who asked me, he's like, what? And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing a good job. It doesn't even. I don't. I don't even fully get it. That's okay. How much you? Um, how, how much you? Uh, want to bet the that someone is gonna for a sponsorship pay an NBA team in an NFT? Like, is gonna sell an NFT? Good, bro. What if it's like the board ape on like the jersey? Yeah, yeah, on the jersey. <laughs> Each player has a different one. Yo, they mint new ones for every NBA player, <laughs> and then that, and then that jersey becomes an NFT. A picture of that jersey becomes an NFT, and then the actual jersey becomes a real collectible. But then, then that the defeats picture, the purpose. And then the picture of the picture of the jersey with the NFT becomes an NFT. It's. But I'm, what if I just screenshot it? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, that doesn't work because you're not verified on the blockchain. Blockchain. <laughs> okay, loser, get your freaking twelve hundred letter code. <laughs> I verified this NFT. I just purchased it for $800 or 0.1 ETH. <laughs> Get wrecked. Anyway. <laughs> so Russell Westbrook and the crypto.com arena uh, got 
bodied by his own fans where this dude, Malik Monk, curls off of a screen, comes up, he's at the top of the key, passes it to Westbrook in the corner. Westbrook thinks about shooting the three, and you hear the crowd go, no! And then Mike Breen is like, the crowd's telling him not to shoot it. He shoots it, and it misses. Terrible. (laughs) Talk about twisting the knife. Your own fans are just kind of like, hey, how about you don't do that? Yeah. Just like, wow. I mean, so. it has a, Max, we talked about the Lakers many a times during during the Six past seed. couple months. Six seed. Yeah, and you you had them you had them low and I had them You had three. them high. You put them 3. Yeah. I put them 3. I thought they would figure it out. Um they've had a lot of injuries, so maybe the regular yeah. season they're just trying to get in and like you know kind of like last year they're going to try to get in and then figure it out from there or whatever they'll they'll probably they'll probably get in yeah so to them like you know health is obviously more important than you know the third seed or whatever which they could get if they were all on the same page and they were all healthy but yeah. even when they're healthy they're not all on the same page and these wins just don't look like good wins. Like, like, yeah, they beat the Knicks and they had all three healthy, but man, they kind of stunk. And mm. it like, it was just kind of like, ugh. like you should be like killing the Knicks. Like the Knicks are horrendous. We had them way too high, but they are, they are horrible, I... horrible, horrible. I cannot say enough bad bad things about how the Knicks play. I um, did not. I didn't. You know what? Hey, I'm going to officially say I got this one horrendously wrong. Yeah. Even I got it wrong. And I thought they, see, cause I, I, I thought they would be, I thought they would be like not as good as last year. Cause they didn't change. And I thought, and, and I thought that I was, I was silly. I really thought that they changed for the better. Yeah. I thought, I didn't think they would get this bad though. No one thought they would get this bad. This is this is this, this is, is actually low. terrible. What are they so, at this point in time of recording? They're twenty four and twenty nine, and they're the twelfth seed. They and it does not look good. They should be nowhere near that. They should be if they all played at the level. And Julius Randle's a big part of it, and he hasn't taken criticism well this year. But <sighs> dude's uh, tired, man. He yeah. like it's the same problem as last year. It's like you see him, and like I don't, I don't. I don't so much blame him. I think it really is Tommy Tibbs. Like this dude just asks so much out of his players all the time. And you can tell that this dude has like been working out and practicing and going a hundred percent for just weeks now. And Tommy Tibbs is like, all right, you're playing 42 tonight. And Randall's just like Christ. And he's such a good basketball player, but man, the guy needs a nap and he needs like a week off. Yeah. It, it, well, whatever it is, the spark—it's just the spark is not there right now, and it may take that All Star Weekend to rejuvenate him. Who knows? But the team I also thought. Well. well, I also thought the Hawks are going to be better than they are. You know? Yeah, yeah. They've um, been winning some games of of late. Um, of late, yeah. But one thing we can say is Trey Young is ridiculous. Trey Young's still playing at a high Trey Young level. He might get him in like the way the bottom of the the bottom of the. Easter Conference is playing, kind of the playoff teams are playing, like, it wouldn't be so difficult to see that Hawks get into the sixth seed or the seventh they're, seed. They're, yeah, last 10, they're 8-2, and two, which I think yeah. is a great way to, like, turn your season around. Hell, the Celtics are 7-3 and three in their last uh, 10, so <laughs> we'll have anything is possible. <laughs> Notice how we haven't talked about them while they're good, because we're waiting. We're waiting. 
we're biding our time. <laughs> I'm not. No, no comment. We're no comment. Yeah, we're I keep getting people time. talking to me. They're like, like, why are you such a hater? I'm not a hater. I'm just being realistic. And I won't. I refuse to buy into the absolute bogus hype that people surround Jason Tatum with. Like people like think he's the second coming of Christ. And they're like, you need to yeah, check no, no, yourself. No. He's temp your ex- he is because he's God's son. You didn't see the back? You didn't see his back? His tattoos are awful. I'm sorry. He for- the bro already, got- for- already forgot the apostrophe. <laughs> Multiple gods. He's polytheistic, people. <laughs> <laughs> the lords of Cobol, hear my prayer. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I just want to just just wrapping up my low. Uh, Westbrook got booed. He's just not working. The Lakers are not working. Uh, I think that LeBron himself, because he he is the coming second coming of basketball, Jesus Christ. Um, he's going to turn it around. Yeah, Malik Monk is still hooping. Like I, I like I like the Lakers team. It's just chemistry wise, and that's a legit thing. Sometimes you just don't play well with somebody on the court. I'm finding that out right now in like one of my leagues. Like I sometimes I'll go on a court with a player. We just don't match. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of in my spots where I like to play. I'm like making mistakes and cutting kind of where they like to go. And that's a legit thing. So unless you like purposefully sit down and change that, it's kind of hard. And also for these guys who have been playing basketball for so long, they know what they like. Right. Yeah. And you know that you can take Russell Westbrook and put him in a system where he could be incredibly effective, i.e. OKC when he was that guy, i.e. And I keep referencing it, the Washington Wizards last year. He was a good player on that team. And again, I know everybody's like, they started off bad. It doesn't matter. They almost brought them to the playoffs, which is a you legit thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, and Anthony Davis, too, of late, since he came back from the injury, is playing at a high AD level, all-star AD level. Yeah. The only which thing he was is not that, before. Yeah, which he wasn't before, right? The only thing is Westbrook and LeBron, as you said, they're both top of the key half-court players. They start at the top. Need to have the ball. Need to have the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So when you put when you put one at the top of the key, the other one can't function like a shooter. Like he like they're not like, oh, I can roll off the screen and take a like LeBron could, but like I don't want LeBron to play like that. I want him with the ball in his hands most of the clock figuring out the right plays to get the right ball movement to, you know what I mean? Like I want that same with Westbrook. I want him at the top of the key. I want him to drive, kick, get out, come back. If he needs to shoot a three, if not cycle up over again, like, you know what I mean? Like I want him using his speed, using his power. But when both of them are on the floor, they both can't do that. Like one of them's got to not have the ball and try to make some sort of basketball move. And it's most of the time because it's LeBron's team, it's Westbrook and Westbrook hasn't figured it out yet. And it's just not right for him. You can tell right now. So something needs yeah. to change with how Vogel runs his offense, how LeBron is running his offense with Westbrook. Yeah, no. And I agree. And I think that um, one of the things that I don't appreciate either, I don't appreciate Russ hate because if people know basketball, they know that he really is a talented player, man. He, there's nobody like him. Um, he, he he I mean he's almost the triple double. Wait, is he, he does he have the most triple doubles? He got the record yeah, uh, last year. Yeah, he has the record. He has the record. Yeah. Yeah, he has the record. Like that you 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 can't fake that. That's a legit thing. But also like the Frank Vogel hate, like there's 
you know, there's some bad coaches in the NBA, and I wouldn't say that he's one of them, really. And people say, oh, well, he's got all this talent that he got to work with, but he did bring them to a chip. And I don't think that it was LeBron on the sidelines doing every single thing. Like, you have to manage those rotations, you have to manage the game, and you have to keep your whole, you know, staff under check. I mean, and this, this was a squad that had Dwight Howard and AD on the same team. They brought him to the chip. They had Rondo on that team. There's a lot of strong personalities, and I think you got to give the guy credit and the whole coaching staff credit for being able to manage that into a way that was so effective that it got him a chip. People are like, what's his future with the Lakers? Like, bro, you had Luke Walton before this. You're like, be happy. <laughs> you know? You could have a rookie coach, and you see the Celtics struggling with that in Ime Udoka right now. Like, you could have, you know, Alvin Gentry, Alvin Gentry and just be the Kings. Like, yeah. <sighs> You yeah. could do a lot worse. You could have Jason Kidd as your head coach. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could be worse. It could be worse. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. Um, totally understand that take. Yeah. Uh, my personal low, I don't really. Uh, nothing really bad happened. Uh, this is a pretty solid. I mean, you know, work is slower. Uh, I'm looking for new. Uh, lines of employment so if you know anybody who's hiring get management experience let me know mm. uh <laughs> other than that yeah um oh actually okay on that too yeah okay here here's my low and this one just a classic you know mess up uh different time zones are a thing somebody scheduled something for 9 30 didn't realize it was an eastern standard time completely missed it so they expected you to wake up at like to six, seven thirty, yeah, and be yeah, get ready for seven thirty. On a weekday or weekend? On a weekend. No, no, no. That's their fault, not yours. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was EST, and then, I no, like checked still, everything. Still, not your fault. It's a weekend. No, no. That's. Okay, but I guess that, that was my low. I felt bad. I was like, well, I just... Yeah. But even so, I like messaged them and you realize how like tight the job market is right now. I was like, hey, like, sorry I did this. I thought it was at the wrong... You know, I thought it was 9.30 MST. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no worries. Let's just reschedule. Like normally yeah. under normal circumstances. <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> we'll we'll, yeah. we'll figure out a time that's best for we'll us. Find a new, we'll find a new direction. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk. Let's get in... Let's get right into our meat and our potatoes, mm. right? Mm. We've got a Super Bowl preview this week coming up. We didn't talk about it, but we got to talk about Joe Burrow. He did it. He did the darn thing, and he beat <sighs> the Kansas City Chiefs, which I find incredible. Um, did not expect that to happen. Insane. Um, the, Joe Burrow. The rise of that <laughs> Bengals team who just last year were, what were they, seven and nine or something? Uh, but they, they were they were under 500 last year. Borrow was, tore his ACL and MCL, and it felt like, man, they're going to, it almost felt like, man, they're going to ruin this kid, right? First overall pick. He was playing well of late, uh, that like last year, and he gets hurt because he gets sacked literally every play. And he comes back and you're like, man, is this going to happen again? And obviously the, the jokes after the draft were, oh, they picked the Jamar Chase. And you saw that meme going around where it's like Burrow and Penny Sowell 
and like anyone and then they have like he has like a perfect pocket but it's like joe burrow jamar chase and he's like getting sacked and the ball's like over here jamar chase is like this it's like little stick figure drawn um but (laughs) but man like who like the that meme and whoever created that kind of that theme like ate a lot of crow this year because what jamar chase did for that offense and adding a third weapon and now you have all basically all three levels set of your of your passing game you have the short with um with tyler boyd he's like your possession guy he's mm-hmm. your surefire if you get if you want the ball Bucket. six to seven yards that's it right tyler boyd yeah you have T Higgins who can go right up the middle. He can be your deep threat through too when you need it, but like he's he's in the middle of things. He has good hands most of the time. I know he had that one drop, but like um it's foot it's football, man. That's, it's football. Yeah. But most of the time I trust T Higgins. He's young and he understands kind of that intermediate level. And Jamar Chase, he can play in all three phases of the game, but his speed is what matters. And his ability to what he can do with the football in his hands and the yards after the catch just brought like so much stress relief to Joe Burrow, even though he's still getting hit. Like he had uh, nine sacks in a game or, you know what I mean? Like he's still getting hit, but he's so much more calmer and poised in the pocket. And he's able to take the lumps and just go out there and play football. And that like was huge for their confidence this year. And that's why they're in the, that's why they're in the big game. So. Yeah. Props to him. He, yeah, props to him. Yeah. I, I so for me, I think that the biggest um I think the biggest thing that the the Bengals are going to have to focus on because realistically, watching them over the past couple of games, uh I think that it is so possible for them to actually like win. However, football is rigged and LA is going to win in LA. <laughs> They're not going to have Mary J Blige play it at the Super Bowl halftime show just to lose, okay? This is line. California's <laughs> year. LA is title town. Lakers are winning too. Um, realistically, I think that the Bengals could take it because what of what you just talked about, they have a yeah. surefire offense. that's great. The only thing is you need, oh my God, the offensive line needs to like scoop, dry scoop pre-workout and just focus. It needs they to need to protect Joe. And if they do that, I mean, you see the kid is a talent. Yeah. He's going to be able to get you the points, but Christ, you can't have him keep getting sacked. And I love his tenacity, Joe Burrow's tenacity, mm-hmm. and I love his ability to shake off those those hits. But man, if you let him keep getting hit, God forbid something injury wise happens. God forbid he like gets hit in the head. God forbid you have to swap him out for your second string again because this guy's getting railed sometimes. You know, you have a full fledged defense and LA Rams defense too that's coming right at you. You got to be better. You got to be better. And if they are, if they can get that under control, I think that could be a W for the Bengals. Yeah. I don't know how they get better. They just have to, they just have to, like, Burrow has to you, get the uh, ball Just out no quick. mistakes. Yeah. You, you, you got to be quick. You got to be strong. And you can't make mistakes. Everybody needs to know exactly what the play is at all times. Yeah. You can't have a guy, you can't have a guy sliding over because Lord knows Aaron Donald is coming full speed. And he's coming for Burrow's throat, right? Yeah. And we've seen that he is one of the best defenders in football in the game right now. Uh, he's insane. He is like a, a bulldog workhorse all in one. Uh, you just got to protect Burrow. 
Yeah. I mean, and the attention that he requires uh, every play. Every play. Double teams. Double teams, even if he's not getting and hitting the quarterback, he's getting close. He's closing in on the pocket, allowing his teammates to come in and finish the deal, even if he's not getting his numbers. Like, that's how important he is. Well, and and also that frees up that frees up other defenders, right? Because you saw in the 49ers game, um, there was a tipped pass towards the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, Like they there were the Rams. And it was because of it was because of his pressure. It was because of Aaron Donald's pressure. So a guy had to slide over, allowing one of the linemen to free up and literally tip a pass that could have resulted in a huge first down. And it was a pick and that ended the game. So it's like, that's like, it, it takes one play, right? And the same thing for Burrow's health, it only takes one play. And hopefully he stays healthy. And it's it's going to be tough, but I, I, I can't put it past them because they made it this far, right? And right. it's all about the game plan on that day and how, like, we talk about the Rams and how they have all the talent. They just got to execute, right? And offensively, they got to execute too. Like the defense can do all that they can do, but Matthew Stafford in the biggest stage has to execute. Like all three facets mm. of the game has to happen. So That's, the Bengals. That is also true. Yep. Right. The Bengals might get a break somewhere and they just got to take that opportunity. So that's like, that's the only, that's the only way they might, they're, they're going to keep themselves in it is if their offense is playing really, really elite. Their defense is holding up as much as possible. Like they're not the best, but they have some good players. Like Jesse Bates is a great player. Um, they have some decent linebackers. Uh, Trey Hendrickson right. on the on the front four. Like they have some good players, so they're not like inept. It's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a. I feel like it's gonna be some like a Smash Mouth type of game. Like somebody once told me <laughs> world was gonna roll me. Oh I walked right into sorry. that. One. <laughs> sorry, Shay, you walked. I walked right, right into. into I'm that sorry. One. <laughs> like <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lemonade mouth game. Do you got any lemonade mouth songs on you? Kind of obscure, isn't it? <laughs> Unacceptable. Ah, uh, well done. Uh, but yeah, come on, Shay, you 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 lobbed that one. That I I I, uh, I did the D Wade. Uh, and you were LeBron. <laughs> hey, why you tell LeBron? Oh man, God, I love watching basketball. It's so fun. I was watching um some uh some like I don't think it was WNBA. It was uh, I think it was some like college bowl last night. But still, so fun. Like if you love basketball, I think I think the WNBA needs some more love. Uh, of course, it's just it's just hard. You know, it's like not everybody feels that way. Some people are like oh, and also too like if you love basketball, talk about like the skill in the WNBA because. All of a sudden, you take away a lot of the athleticism, right? They're not like guys. What they're not guys or girls who are doing, you know, John Wall like wrap around behind the back into a crazy dunk. Mm-hmm. But in in lieu of that, the skill, the fakes, the passing, the team play, all of that is on such a high level in the, the WNBA. Packages, the shooting, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, anyway. Beside the point. Yeah, and I really say I agree with you. I think Matt Stafford, I think a lot of pressure is going to be on him because you could see there are times where he doesn't convert when you need him to. And I'll attribute that. It sounds cliche, but I'll attribute that to his lack of playoff experience. (laughs) He he wasn't in the playoffs when he was with the Lions. You know, it was a tough, (laughs) tough go. Um, And so I think you feel it. You know, 
the 49ers realistically could have won that game last week. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy, Jimmy also G's being like mis- wildly miscues, inconsistent, like, yeah. miscues. He was at the points where you you needed him to like convert. Man, he would just throw something errant. Man, and you're like, dude, you have you have an offense who's there. Like George Kittle, I thought he was underutilized. He's been underutilized for a while now. There's been some games where he's like, his numbers look so pedestrian, and it's because and he's not. <sighs> yeah, it's he's not him. Elite. It's not him. It's, yeah, he he's an elite tight end. He is when he gets the ball, he's top top two tight end like it's him and kelsey he's also he's not the biggest guy so his again his skill level and his ability to just like move with the ball and even move without the ball uh wow and his blocking yeah he's he's... exactly he's not even like the biggest guy he's not like a grunk but he can still block because he's so strong he does it he he's a willing blocker too so the fact that he doesn't get the ball and the ball doesn't come to him in the right spots and like not on him wild um, it, it it was wild it, wild yeah, wild. yeah. Um, and it was it would have been funny you know, i will say it would have been funny if they won that game because kyle shanahan would have had to eat all his words from the off season and all the you know like you know jimmy g's our quarterback and then like but we don't really know like 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 he's just like all has always been wishy-washy the whole year with jimmy g and if jimmy g had proved him wrong and taking him to another Super Bowl, like it would have made him actually have to make a decision, uh, and like be like, oh, do I bring him back for one year, or do I like let him go and, you know, maybe the fan base gets super angry at me, kind of thing, right? But now Jimmy G was like, hey, I'll make the decision easier for you. Let me just go out and suck, and now you can just let me go. <laughs> now you can just let me go and go with Trey Lance. <laughs> So he could he he made it he made an easier decision for um for Shanahan and John Lynch and now it's just a matter of where is Jimmy G gonna go and is Trey Lance ready? That's all it is now for the 49ers. So yeah, I hmm. is Trey Lance ready? I don't think that remains to be seen. I don't know. I. Is Trey Lance that guy? I don't know. Uh, I, I I like I like some of his I like some of his plays. I know he can throw the ball, right? He has a cannon. He's able to run. He's bit, he's strong. But hell, with enough hard work, I think you can develop a lot of people. Yeah, but he's so raw just because he can. has he he played one game in college. He played one game, and because forty nine is organization. Give me that man. Yeah. <laughs> you play Give one. it to me. You, you play one I game. love how yeah, they're like they're like, I love how raw he is. He's so raw he didn't even play in college. He literally signed me up. Yeah, he literally he played he had some games under his belt, but as a starter, he only played one game. Like like it's Was that injuries? Yeah, well he had some injury season. No, no, no. And then the la the last year he only played one game because uh the season got cancelled halfway through right or yeah. most most of the way so like um there hasn't been a lot of tape on him like it's gonna take more than a couple college games to scotch or packet what or red tape or caution tape oh, <laughs> you, <you're talking>. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was like 
What? Like, what? what? <laughs> You're talking about freaking tape masking <laughs> for our for our outdoor duck, <laughs> duck. <laughs> gorilla. Hmm. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. Or like the washing machine, like that, like silver tape, not duct tape, slightly different. Washing machine, silver tape? Or the dryer, the dryer, the stuff that you put around the dryer. It's like heat tape. I, oh, I don't know. Oh, is it so it doesn't overheat? Yeah. It, it like It's like when I hooked up the dryer to uh, the vent oh. to go outside. Yes, yes. Dryer okay. tape. That's like dryer, yes, yes. dryer tape. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I, I, was, okay. I thought you were just like wrapping your I thought you were just wrapping your dryer tape. You're like, no one will get in this way. <laughs> this is my Those dryer. freaking gremlins outside. <laughs> They'll never see this one coming. <laughs> I made sure to put a couple of traps in the chimney <laughs> and trip wires all around my perimeter of my house. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Home Alone 4. <laughs> yeah, but it's not burglars. It's goblins. Yes. Yeah, Turns out that he had some bad mushrooms and. Can anybody else see these bees? <laughs> no, it's just Macaulay Culkin, like, now. <laughs> anybody else see the, the jackalope outside? <laughs> mom? <laughs> Macaulay, um, your mom's been dead for years now, please. <laughs> I'm just home alone. <laughs> I'm just home alone. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. Bad jokes, bad jokes. Uh, Straight, let's uh, switch gears here. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Well, actually, no. Let's finish up. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, a, a prediction. I need your prediction, sir. I'm, I'm going to go Rams. I feel like having the having the experience going to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff and McVay is going to find a way to to get yeah, it done. Yeah, I forgot this about year. McVay. He's a, he's a great coach. Right? He's he's a top-tier yeah. coach. He I think he finds a way to get it done. I don't think Mm-hmm. He want he like no obviously you don't want to lose the Super Bowl but like to lose it twice in like a couple of years like that's gonna eat at him so um, if he can find a way to get there and almost win and almost beat Tom Brady with Jared Goff right and having a really good defense I think Matt Stafford is a step up obviously from Jared Goff and that defense is still elite I think that only means good things so. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Rams here. I know it's the, I know it's the the majority pick, but uh, I think the reasoning. You're just a sense. sheep, Trey. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Open your eyes. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to counter that, and I'm going to say that Joe Burr, the goat, mm. can get it done. Uh, and, and I legitimately think that that both teams have a fair shot. I'm not going to say that the Rams aren't going to do it because they absolutely could, for all the reasons that you just said, for what the you know. Past ten minutes, what we just talked about. Yeah. I think that I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna vote for the Bengals because I want to be hopeful. Because also, they're playing this game for Harambe, the gorilla that was unnecessarily shot in the Cincinnati Zoo in 2016. And I swear to God, the world has never been the same since. Like the the, the past years, what what is it six six years now since that happened have been a lot worse than the years prior. There's been so and much I think if empathy. they win. If they win this Super Bowl, they could reverse the curse, and we could have a, a great next six years. It's like as Groundhog they, Day, just for like our fate. As long as, <laughs> as long as uh, they play Harambe by Young Thug over the loudspeaker, and everyone puts their hand on their heart. I in, in lieu of the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Please, have you seen that? It's it's like the it's Britney uh, meme. 
<laughs> Please rise for the an- national anthem. It's Britney. It's Britney. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I want—I I would love to hear somebody uh, argue that the world is not be- has been better since Harambe died because we had so many celebrity deaths. We had COVID. I had a couple of personally tough years. You know, it's. It's a, it was a watershed moment for all of us, I think. It was a watershed moment. And we were like, oh, man, this sucks. Like, da-da-da-da. No, it, like, it got bad. No, I remember seeing that news. I was like, Cincinnati Zoo, what are you doing? Why would better, you shoot the gorilla? A better, better parent than uh, that child will ever have. Uh, you let, the gorilla was. The yeah. gorilla was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's taking him out of the pit. <laughs> he, he actually he actually cared for him. While the actual parent let him go into the pit in the first place. <laughs> Robert, he j- literally just wanted a friend. He's like, oh, what's up? He's like, what's up, bro? <laughs> I'm going to drag you by your foot because I don't know any better. But, <laughs> but I will uh, care for you. <laughs> man, yeah. Haram- yeah. yeah. Okay, rest, rest in peace, Harambe. Harambe. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> All right, now we have two. We have two. We're going to uh, go not football now. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA. So all you NBA stands, listen up. Uh, we Actually, no, before that. Sorry, I mixed up my topics here. But. Uh, Shrey, you had a question for me. What is yeah. it? <laughs> uh, what's, wow. your, what's your question? What do you want to know? Hmm. Let me uh, go through my Rolodex <laughs> of questions for you. Uh, oh, here it is. Um, I wanted to ask Max, you know, because this is kind of the, the, the halfway point in a lot of sports. Or, in a sense, where the sports are kind of celebrated, the best players are kind of celebrated. We have the All-Star Weekends. We got the NHL All-Star Weekend wrapped up last week. The NBA All-Star Weekend is coming up in two weeks. And we are recording this during the Pro Bowl. So you know how we feel about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So I wanted to ask you, uh, in terms of like a, a weekend of these, you know, celebratory games where we, you know, see the best players and they do a bunch of activities as if it's like a summer camp field day type thing um which one which one do you find the most inviting which one do you find the most compelling i know the nhl all-star weekend uh they switched a couple things up um obviously they you know they still had the fastest skater and the hardest hardest shot and um but they they did a thing uh for the first time i actually watched it it was like uh they went on the bellagio uh so they were in vegas so they went on the bellagio like that lake thing the man-made lake um and they were on spots shooting at different targets on the lake um on in the fountains like the bellagio fountains uh so they Mm. had like a goal set up they had like a little you know basket and you had to they had to like shoot at them in a record amount of time and stuff and uh it was like one of the uh, women, uh, former women Olympians, was facing a bunch of the NHL All Stars. I thought it was pretty cool because, like, of the and they had like glow in the dark uh, pucks, so you could see it at night, like kind of whizzing through the wow! air. Wow! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, pretty cool. So you know, the NHL All Star Game and the All Star Weekend changed a little bit. The NBA, uh, I know they're doing some changes, right? Like the the rising star. Rising Stars Challenge got a little more confusing. That's all I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, they have the slam dunk competition, obviously, the three-point shooting. you got the All-Star game itself. 
Um, and then the Pro Bowl, right? You got all like the dodgeball and the 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 target practice thing, where Mac Jones got absolutely roasted by Russell Wilson, and um, I have to bring that up because man, not good. Um, and then uh, you know you got the you know the best catch, all these little uh, events here and there. Of those, right? We'll keep MLB out of it because they're. In July, they're not part they're of They're slightly thing. different. Well, the baseball is undisputed in the summer, which is yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it's that. Uh, and they only have one activity, right? It's the home run derby and it's the game. It's not like they don't have like fastest pitch competition or anything like that. So um, of the three, of the three little weekends that you get, what would you, if you had to pick one, if you said, if you said, okay, I'm going to watch one of these, which one of those would you, would you watch? <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry, Trey. For me, it's cut and dry. It's it's the NBA All-Star Game. I okay. love – I think that they do it really well. I mean, the All-Star Game is something that I really enjoy tuning into, um, especially just kind of with how it's in the middle of the season. It gives the players a break. It allows you to kind of like change gears, right? So you have the first half, the first like chunk of the season where you kind of watch them. Then you're like, it's the mystery of like, oh, who's going to be an all-star, which I feel like is always big fanfare for the NBA. You get to see them just ball out of the games. You know, Steph Curry goes crazy. They drop a bunch of points. And I love the new system that made it a lot more competitive than it used to be, right? Then you look at the second half of the season and you're like, okay, this was a great break. Now it's playoff time. You get to see teams play a little bit harder, change up, you know, uh, who they're playing, how they play, how hard they play, and try to fight for those seeds. Um, and then I also just love the fanfare of the other events. Dunk contest hasn't been since it Aaron Gordon been. was robbed last year. Dunk contest. <laughs> I watched. I literally. I went back awesome. and I watched. I watched the it. replay, and it was so bad because. Why was Ant Simons there? The only thing he can do is legit just jump high and kiss the rim. One I've seen dudes actually like touch the rim. He like like, he like blew a kiss, and that's what they were saying. They're like, dude, why? And also the judging, nobody cares about it anymore. Uh, Like, well, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything when the dunks. All the dunks are so standard right now, and it's the only time where I don't like the commentating on TNT is during the dunk contest because I'm literally with my own eyes watching a very the basic dunk. dunk. And Kenny Smith's like, no, you can't you, you can't call that a 45. That's a 50. That's a 50. And and uh, Chuck is like, I totally agree. And Chuck is like, no. And I'm like, I'm like, why is this a debate? The the thing stinks. Like, you like it wasn't that good. Everything, oh, like, oh, he touched a really high point. Yeah, everything about it is so bad. And we're we're pretending like the content is good and judging it as if it was like, I don't know, like 2008 with like Dwight Howard. Like it's not. And I don't think it's really been good since Levine and Aaron Gordon left. Well, no, when Aaron Gordon, when Aaron Gordon got robbed by Derek Jones Jr., that was the last good one. That was what? 2019, 2020. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but anytime Aaron, see, like, since Aaron Gordon, okay, fine, since Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon was the only person that took, like, modern things, like, something that even, like, okay, you saw, like, the hoverboard and, what is it, stuff the Magic Dragon or whatever, the yeah, 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 and you saw him, like, all right, the hover, the hoverboard is, you know, it hasn't aged well, but, um, but that dunk is so sick, 
and he took and that's something that like even if he didn't have the hoverboard would be ridiculous yeah straight and i, I want to say too that even his regular dunks where it's just him the it hooping the ball yeah what he can do the one where he like when he goes he comes oh, from behind dude. he comes from reverse he does the reverse thing yeah like he didn't even need like the the like yeah the yeah, car no, his or the mascot. His creativity is awesome. Creativity uh, the way that he can move his body. It, jumping over Taco Fall was so impressive. Yeah, that was crazy too. And 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 you know what? That year, I'll give Derek Jones Jr. props. Although he did step in from the free throw line, a windmill from the free throw line is an impressive dunk, and I love yeah. to see it every time. Just to watch Ant Simon's like clear vertical, <laughs> not that cool to me. <laughs> no, like I'm sorry, like it's not that cool. Like okay, you jumped no, high, not. but you just dunked it. Like, no, it's not. Boom. Or that one where they had uh, what was it? Where they did the timer and it was like John Wall and do you remember that? And like or like do you no? You remember that one where it was like a timer and like bunch of people dunking at the same time remember when they tried that i oh. think john wall was in that one but it was horrible it, was it hasn't horrible. been the same since vince carter <laughs> it, i mean if we're being completely honest like that was no no eric gordon zach levine no eric i just misreact i just miss good reaction like honest reactions to dunks like players honest being reactions like, that's like that's missing. what makes because a dunk yeah, and you need to be way more critical. Like, if the dunk is not good, who was the other guy? It was like, it was like Cassius or Cassius the guy from Winston? the Pacers, Cassius Winston. Like, yeah, yeah. Like his dunks weren't good, but they're like all forty five. Yeah, no, like that's yeah, like that's no like a thirty reaction. That's no a thirty. Reaction. And also, like Dominique Wilkins getting paid off to judge. Mm-hmm. Like that dude was just there for the paycheck. <laughs> he looked so bored. D, D- Wade, D Wade giving. Uh, what is it, D-Wade giving Gordon a, a nine? Right? A nine. Robert. Anyway, so I could talk about – we could talk about this as like a separate topic, but my point still stands that I like yeah. the fanfare around the All-Star game. I think it's fun. I love it. They come out with new jerseys every year, even though the jerseys this year don't match the Horrible. court at all. Horrible. The Rising have. Stars jerseys are better than – They are better. Yep, I saw those. Those are. Those I are don't know good. who the designers are. Also <laughs> – I want to give credit to to uh, my brother. He came up with this idea. He said, "You should take each person right uh, who's in the All Star game, find an artist in that city, and have the artist design a special jersey." So we go back oh. to like the East is the home white, like the paler jerseys, and the West are like colored. Now you find an artist from each city, have them design a jersey for that player and for that city, and then have them rep those at the All Star game. Oh. I mean, some will be good, some will be bad, but I think that yeah. one because they love the NBA loves highlighting artists, especially artists of color. I think that'd be a great opportunity for that. Yeah. You also get multiple takes, and you can merch that so well, right? You're like, oh, this is the Jason Tatum exclusive Boston from by, by yeah. whoever that helps the artist. People are going to buy that up, especially if the design is cool, yeah. and it gives a little bit more like creativity and freedom of expression back into the All Star game, and also like. We loved when it was like, you know, the home versus the away, the east versus west. Yeah. You know, things are a little bit different. You knew like if somebody cre- in color score in the west just got a point. Too. I don't like, know. Just throwing it back to that kind of stuff. So in short, I just think with all the jerseys and everything and 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 being able to switch it up, my favorite all-star weekend thing. Cause like you said, Trey, I don't care about the Pro Bowl. I don't watch enough NHL to like really get it. And baseball's the same way. So my personal favorite is the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, I just think that it's a fun collection. I think it's a great way to break up the season. And I think that like the NBA as a whole actually like cares about who's selected to be All-Stars. 
Um, mm. I think that it's a legitimate thing that like puts rep on your name, puts rep on a player's legacy. And it's just a fun weekend. Like when Steph Curry shoots the ball and then turns around, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a great moment. Yeah, so I think, I think uh, just to wrap up Max, I think NBA all-star for me too. Um, and it's mostly because of how important the weekend is to the sport. Like the pro bowl yeah. is right before the super bowl. So people don't really care. Like honestly, if, it was just a list and you were named to the pro bowl and it was just a list and you were like, Oh cool. That's a list like of the best players that were voted by media or whatever. Yeah. You would probably feel the same way um, because not a lot of people, but people are watching the events for NBA. Like it's important. Like NBA all-star weekend is like a thing. Like all the celebrities go out to it. It's like, as if it was like a vanity fair party. Like they like it, gained Gardner's attention in Hollywood and in the sport and just kind of that mishmash between celebrity and sports and fans. And it's like, it's all there at once where the pro bowl doesn't really do that. doesn't really do a great job of that. Um, in terms of inviting all different people and, uh, the NHL all-star game considering kind of the, the fan base like isn't as big as you know like football and ba- and basketball um is it's it, it's obviously going to have less of an attention put on it um even though the players and the sport um should garner a lot of attention the the marketing in that league it doesn't reach the levels of the NBA and uh the NFL so like when you see Steph Curry like you said and when you see like they're actually trying in these games too like because of the new rules where they draft and um you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's a little more like oomph to it that there wasn't before. Um and like I, I honestly my favorite event is the three point shooting contest. I love seeing good shooters, I love seeing those hot streaks. I like I'm a shooter myself, like I like to shoot. Um so, uh, <laughs> Wow, straight, we haven't played basketball in so long. I know, That's it's crazy. been a while. I, I forgot, forgot how to, we used I to play I, like all the time. I think I forgot how to shoot, dude. I don't know. I, it's been a while. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm like the Wii bowling where I just throw it behind me and everyone spins. <laughs> what? <laughs> you couldn't be any worse than Russell Westbrook. So uh... yeah, I, I, hopefully I don't get an eight minute compilation <laughs> made out of me. Uh, of me dude, hitting some of the, the top of the backboard. <laughs> listen, sometimes if you're not a European and like you don't grow up and you play in European basketball, sometimes a bank shot's a hard shot. And it's not really taught so much anymore, you know, especially for like people who are trying to become true shooters. You don't really think about the bank shot. So I understand. That's his when shot, is, uh, I know. I, 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 would, I would say it, but he shot that all, his whole career. I would I know, say that. It's so far off the glass. He's, I know, I know. He's not shooting it close is enough. He okay? he's, shooting, he's shooting basically a three-pointer, but it, it like he's trying to do a bank shot. And I'm like, dude, if you're gonna do that, like take a couple steps in or like get it to that spot. Like that's not normally where you shoot a shoot a bank shot. I think that's why you're putting so much pressure on yourself. Um but yes, in uh back to the point, in short. It's just a much bigger event when the NBA and it's a great time. You can say like, oh, this team after the all-star break did this. 
after the all-star break you know you can compare player before all-star break after the all-star break like it's a really nice comparison point being in the middle of the season where you're like okay this player wasn't playing well before let's see how this break how he uses this break how he you know replenishes himself and then gets back onto the court and does he come with a different motivation a different you know feel for the game type of thing right we talked about um I look at like Anthony Edwards, right? Like last year as a rookie before the all-star break, he was terrible. Like he wasn't great after the all-star break. He's Duncan. He was borderline. He was borderline. On MFers. He was hitting he looked, 40. He had 40 point games. Young was, Jordan. So young like, Jordan. you know what I mean? Like yeah. those types of players were like, you can, you'll be able to know. Boom. Right after this little weekend, someone got their a game back or someone you know hasn't been playing as well and that might lead into the playoffs i think that's why it's so strategically placed i really like i agree yeah i agree and i like i said i love how it breaks up the season and there's importance on both the front half and in the back half and just the selection too but okay we're gonna talk next week next week about the all-star selections big episode because there's a lot of stuff that i don't agree with which oh surprise surprise the hater doesn't agree (laughs) I get it. Look, you know, somebody's got to say it. All right. I, you can't be all about these like Rudy Gobert. What? We'll talk about it next week. Before we go today, though, two trades and, you know, the trade deadline is right before the all-star break. Uh, mm-hmm. So two trades just happened in recent weeks uh, that left uh, two teams much better off and left two teams a lot worse off. Uh, we have the first trade where the Portland Trailblazers moved Rocco, Robert Covington, uh, the third, who is a great defensive player. Uh, he's a three and D. He's a true three and D wing. He is like really solid. He has some great fantasy nights where he just puts up like three blocks, three steals. He's got great defensive IQ. Traded him and Norman Powell, who was their pickup, who they traded Gary Trent Jr. for which mm. I thought was a good trade for the Blazers and the Raptors. I just and then don't forget, so- they extended him, too. Extended him. They shipped both of them off for none other than Eric Bledsoe. And like Mr. Two, Mr. Uh, negative, Mr. Negative Value. Negative Value. For Eric Bledsoe and I think two other players, it was... Yeah, it was Keon Johnson, uh, who was like, almost never used for the Clippers. And it was one more person and then a pick. Irrelevant. Um, so the Blazers, the, the people say, oh, well, that puts the Blazers under the tax, which, okay. But, man, you just lost two great role players. And I know that you guys are struggling, but the, these guys were not hurting you at all. These guys were two people who I personally would love to retain based off of what they do. I would, too. Um I'm surprised at the return more than them trading Norman Powell and Covington. I think that was um, in the works. Like, I think it needed to happen because when you talk about, you know, gaining confidence for your young players and who's in the way and, you know, this who's year really little's in, hurt, though. Yeah. But Anthony Simons isn't. Um, and yeah. in terms of like taking shots away from him, um, but Norman Powell, like, you know, he's not young. He's not a young guy. He's a good veteran piece. Um, he's young, you know, relatively. He's like under 30 still. Um, but he's a good 
veteran piece that on a good team would make a lot more sense than a team that clearly their direction. I, I give props to the Blazers. Like they have a direction. Like we were talking about their, you know, they're in the limbo. Like what are they really going to do? Are they going to retain? Right. They're blowing Lillard it all up. Yeah, I think they're, they're. It's the start of it. Like I wouldn't be surprised. I think McCollum might. McCollum might get shipped. Yeah, I think. I think that's in the works. Whether it's right now or in the off season, um, it's going to happen. I think this was two players that they needed to, to trade. But the return is what stumped me because I didn't understand. Why, Eric, wait, oh. Trey? You mean you mean you don't understand why we got Eric Bledsoe? Eric Bledsoe. Oh, it is Eric Bledsoe, Keon Johnson, Justice Winslow. Uh, oh, why is he still playing basketball? He get yeah. He he's been he's a journeyman. Awful. He's been a journeyman uh, wing, and then a twenty. But he's not. But he's not that guy. He's not. I would not want Justice Winslow anywhere near my team. I don't think really? he's a chemistry guy. I don't think he's a good shooter. I don't think he's, he's not a good, good shooter. Guy. I don't think he's uh, like a, that good of a defender. He's a decent. Person, he's a decent defender. He's a decent defender. He's a wing guy. I think um, people obviously he hasn't. Really but you made just a you mark. just downgraded. You just downgraded. Yeah. Right. Rocco was not taking away shots from Ant. He's yeah. really not. Rocco. Rocco is a true three and D. You can argue that Norm was, but Ant plays typically the one. Like he's got the ball in his hands when yeah. he's on the court. Norm is a true as true as it comes too. Yeah. Like he's there for scoring and he's there for guard defense. Um, but in a lineup, per- but in a lineup with him and McCollum, with Simons and McCollum, Norm is playing less with three, and it he makes was, less he was sense. the third option. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it do- it doesn't make a lot of sense. He makes way more sense on this Clippers team that's like looking to sneak into the playoffs. And you know, if they get Paul George back, like they probably uh, Ty Lue said, they probably you know, it, it's not going to happen with Kawhi. I think. But if, no, they get, no, if they get Paul George back, you got George, Powell, Covington, Coffee, Kennard, Zubats, Ibaka, Boston, Batum, Boston, Boston. Like you got like a lot of like depth in the wing. Uh, Reggie Jackson, who's been playing well of late. I like Reggie Jackson. People hate on Reggie Jackson. People like hate him. on him, but but the man scores. Like he 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 has some bad games, and he's gonna the have bad got- games. The man's got swagger, especially for how old he is too. He still gets up. I I love it, and he wears he wears full protective gear. He's trying to take care of number one. I love it. I love it. I love Reggie. Hey, Reggie, what are you doing? So got your goggles on. With with George, that's a sweet team right there. That's a team that's gonna be hard to score on when you get Paul George back if they make Serge Ibaka, dude. Yeah, is it like? Like, they got some defenders on that team. With the Blazers now, the only redeeming piece in this deal was a pick. And the pick was a 2025 second-round draft pick. I'm confused. I'm confused. You you signed Norman Powell to a five-year, $90 million contract. Like, surely, like, that's a good contract. That's not not a horrible contract. That's a decent... A five-year? Buddy. It's like... Yeah, the the money is like the the length over the money. Like Norman Powell, being the scorer that he is, probably deserves around the contract. Considering you know what other people are getting, but five years is a lot. That's I'm not worth. Yeah, but it's worth more than a second round pick, is what I'm saying, Max. Like, how did they not get a, like a late first rounder or something, or like a 
first rounder in the way in the future. You know what I mean? Something that's like redeemable. Like I think that's a terrible move. That's a terrible move. Eric Bledsoe. Oh, Shrey, it's exactly what we're talking about with the Celtics. When you make moves based on your salary, you're in mm. the weakest position possible, right? Yeah, the only weak, positive yeah. things I've been reading about this is that it puts the Blazers under the luxury tax. But man, you just lost two great assets for little to no return. Yeah, yeah, Keon Johnson and Justice Winslow are going to be balling out. No. And also, why? You're, you know you're going to ship out McCollum, so I'd love to see what pieces they come up with for that. They can get a return on him if they're smart Oh, they enough. should. Oh, they he should. He still has great value. He they still has get, great value. They should get one or two. They should get one or two first-round picks. Whether, whether, where, plus a player. Yeah, plus a, plus, plus a decent player. Yeah, they shouldn't. They, I think they need to worry more about hoarding assets at this point because they have not dra- – uh, or they've drafted decent – like, they haven't drafted well. They haven't gotten – a pick high enough because of Lillard and because of a column. Well, has, the, the, Nasir Little was fourteen. Wait, he yeah. Was like, he was like, so what? I'm, what I'm saying is they haven't like they're not getting like they're not in the running for these generational talents or anything like that. They're not they, getting a one or two. Yeah. They're not getting them right, and they now they have the opportunity to lose, which is funny because uh, you got to commit to it. Yeah. You need to commit to it though. But like, if you're gonna lose, you got to lose. That's but fine. you like you know what I mean like. It's because of the the player. It's not because they want to lose, right? It's because of the players they put on the field, on the court. Right. But now they have the opportunity to get a higher pick. But if the returns when they're, you know, shipping off their players to other teams is not adequate, then at that point, why wouldn't you just ride it out? Like you're not gonna you're not gonna win with them anyway, the way the team is going. And you're not you're not getting the right returns back on them. Like you really need to make this McCollum deal as as favorable as possible because this Norman Powell deal being an asset should have garnered a little more, whether it be by the player, it should have been maybe a young player. Like I would have asked for like a Brandon Boston. I would have asked for like uh maybe a better shooter, like a canard or or something along those lines. And they got none of those players. They got all the scraps on the on the Clippers team. Yeah, and they got a bad pick too. That I'm like, dang, like, like if cap, like cap space isn't gonna put on a jersey and le- and play the game. I, I I wish it could, but because a lot of teams would be good that way. Um, but it's not gonna happen. So that's what I'll leave mm-hmm. at for the Blazers and the Clippers. I agree. Uh, It's interesting to see, you know, we were armchair GMs just a few weeks ago. We were. And it's interesting to see because you Yeah, I mean, I guess I have a lot of thoughts about this issue, you know, for Portland. Um They're going in hard. a direction. So they're going in a direction which okay, yeah, we got to give them props, but again, it's yeah. like you're like, "Oh, do we're trying to retain Dame." Bro, Dame Dame was like this close so many times to like solid playoff <laughs> runs. And now they're full rebuild. He's not getting any younger. And a guy who's already, there's already rumors about him. And I know that he's loyal and loyalty is one of his biggest like positive traits. So I don't think he'll like leave, but he's kind of in an Aaron Rodgers situation where like he's frustrated and how much influence does he have on these moves? Because I don't think it was Dame that was like, let's trade away for Eric Bledsoe. Like seriously, (laughs) like 
And also, if you look at the lineup, Shrey, we're talking about confusion and, and players working together. Yeah. How is Eric Bledsoe going to fit into that lineup? What is he going to be the backup for Dame just to play defense? They give Dame a five minute break, bring him back out because Eric Bledsoe hasn't done anything offensively. Well, I mean, I, he's definitely only a this year player. So if it's for this year, they have some flexibility. Like, honestly, it doesn't even matter for this year because they're not going anywhere. But you bring up Dame, and it's interesting because if he stays on this type of team during a rebuild, and, you know, Dame is getting there with a little bit of an injury history right now, right? The past couple of years, he's had a couple of injuries. Is he going to be compelled the next time he's injured to come back a little earlier and, you know, play it out and, you know, gut it out? And, like, you know what I mean? Like, in Dame, when they're competitive, he guts everything out, right? Ankle, abdominal issues, and, you know what I mean? Shoulders and back. Like, he'll do anything to play. But if you're not giving him any incentive to play, if he comes back, he's he's not – I don't think – like, I wouldn't want to play for a team that doesn't want to invest in me, right? Like, so I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, didn't want to – like, you know, I'm going to take my time and I'm going to go through my rehab and, you know, when I'm 100%, like, you know what I mean? Like, when I'm 100%, I'm going to come and play. I feel like that might be in the works if Dame stays, like – yeah, he's going to be loyal to the team. He won't ask for a trade, but right, he might not right. come on like earlier than he should be. So, yeah, no, and I, uh, yeah, it's a big question mark with the Blazers, man. Yeah, interesting. Like you said, the Clippers absolutely won this trade. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a really solid team. Uh, yeah, speaking about, speaking about winning trades, Max. Yeah, it's there's another trade that just happened where Cleveland offloaded Ricky Rubio and I think a few picks in order to yeah. get or the return of Karis Levert, which wow, Cleveland was playing phenomenal. And I think that's a position where they offloaded an injured player and they got a really, really solid scoring forward. Uh that is a W for Cleveland for the Pacers. Huge. Huge L. I mean <laughs> Yeah, huge L for the Pacers, yeah. It's a huge L for the Pacers. You just picked up an ACL-torn Ricky Rubio uh, in a couple picks, which I, you're going uh, the full pick rebuild. Is, the, the pick is cool. The pick is cool, obviously. First-round pick, that's what you First want. First round, yeah, yeah. That's what you want. You're not going to get – it's not going to be great because Cleveland's in the running, right? It's a lottery-protected 2022 first-round pick, so it's going to be 15 or lower. Oh, it is a lottery-protected. Yeah, so it's going to be 15 or lower. But a first-round pick – can't hate on it. Like it, Karis Levert should oh, it's be getting protected a first round from pick. the lottery. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, for, so fourteen and uh. lower, uh, uh. fourteen and higher is uh is is off the table. Um, but I mean, hey, you get a first round pick. You got two seconds. Eh. You're. I know you're offloading. So it's. Uh, it, I think the chips are gonna fall the same way with the Pacers as it is the Blazers, where. Miles Turner, whether you know he comes back or someone wants to take him injured, he's might he he might leave, uh, and Sabonis, Sabonis too. Sabonis, Sabonis might leave too. too. Um, it's gonna be tough with Brogdon. Not a lot of people want that contract with his injury history, even though it's not a horrible contract, but it's just the injury history. Like they still have to pay him, so um, you know what I mean. It's gonna be tough. Here you go, Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Sit on the bench. <laughs> Charlotte got- was Charlotte has such a good team, and they are still the most fraudulent for picking up Gordon Hayward. I'm sorry. No, tell me what he's done. 
because he was at least in articles uh, with the Celtics. Like at least he was kind of like sometimes doing something mm-hmm. that non-existent on the Hornets. Last year, last year, I'll give him last year was a good year for him. Um, for the 20 games that he played. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, this year, you can say arguably that Kelly Oubre has outplayed him. Uh, I like Kelly Oubre, so I can't hate. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Oubre, uh, when, he's on the, when he's on the court, outplays him. Uh, but when we talk about, you know, the Pacers and with all their assets, like Brogdon kind of, you know, comparing to, to Hayward, they're in the same state where it's like, Huge contract, oft injured. How do you offload that? He was just out for six games, and he just played twenty two minutes and got zero points. Oh for seven. Who? Who? Uh, Gordon Hayward. Oh, oh Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Gordon Hayward played yesterday and had zero points in twenty two minutes, and, and then he had seven points in twenty nine minutes. Three for thirteen. And Ubre played well, I think, in both games. He off of an injury. You're paying a guy 30, 30 mil a year to give you 16 points a game, four, four rebounds, and three assists. Things, 30, change, when, things change when Miles Bridges million. went on a contract year. <laughs> things change. Miles Bridges! Hum diddly day! <laughs> I love him. I love the Hornets announcer. And then you in Boston, you have Scal who's like, God, Jason Tatum. <laughs> I might have to edit that one out in post. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Someone, someone's in their headphones like what what did he Someone's say? car radio just went what? What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the time we have for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um just to just to wrap up on the, the cab trade, uh we talk about the the Pacers side, the Cavs side. They're already, you know, playing really well. They have good uh, guards, and they have, you know, they have their star all star guard Darius Garland, and they have great big men, right? They have Love, they have Allen, they have Mobley. They 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 play really. The one issue that they had, if you could say that they had an issue, was the wing, right? Okoro in and out, Chetty Osman. Dean Wade, like, like they weren't all playing stand like standard, really good basketball for a long period of time. Now you bring in Carlos Levert, like automatically you have the wing playmaker, wing scorer. Uh, you can take Garland and give him breaks at times, and have Levert run the point. Uh, you can he he can take over games. He can take over quarters. Uh, with his scoring, it's just like now. Now it's like you have a threat at all three levels. Uh, you have a threat at point guard, at forward, and at big man. Like, it, like that's what they needed, and that's such a good deal for them. You give up a mid first round pick too, like, and uh, you might you know if Levert likes it, he might resign too. So it's like. Honestly, really good deal. And for a team that wants to get into the playoff, wants to make some noise, you know, props to the Cavs for pulling this off. So Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a great trade. Uh, great asset that they just picked up. And uh, well, you can't be upset about that if you're in Cleveland. I'll tell yep. you that right now. All right. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is all the time we have for today. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour. 
My name, uh, well, it's a professional sports podcast by people who never played professional sports. My name is Max, and I'm here with Shreyas. <laughs> and we will see you folks uh, next time. Thank you very much. Peace.